Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. That look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a knife every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, where did the time go, everybody? Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Huggin Duggan. Guten Morgen. And Cal, the coach, Duggan. I just looked at myself in the screen. My <laughs> eyes are not open. I already have very small eyes. Anyways, when I smile, they disappear anyways. But right now, they're just permanently closed. <laughs> Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Am, All right. I am really excited about this game, though, guys. Don't, don't look in my eyes. Just look away. Yeah, it is, uh, it is a short week, folks, as we mentioned Uh we we wanted to get an episode out to you guys as quickly as possible, so we're doing this Wednesday morning. There still might be some news that pops out uh, between now and when we get this posted, but uh, we still want to talk about everything coming up because it is a, a hell of a game that's coming up right now, Thursday. No. It is it's it's all we can think about right now. It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna happen. It's Thursday. It's like we're going smart. to against. We're in the game. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, there's still lots to talk about here, folks. Uh, starting it off, um, just as a friendly reminder, the Chargers have a 467, 467, and 11 record in the franchise history leading into tonight's game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we are Perfect totally 500. 500. Yeah, that, minus those real? 11 ties. Yeah, yeah, that is 467, 467, and 11. Wait, how is that possible? That's so many games. Well, Chargers have been around six, for a long time, my friend. plus years. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right. We have 11 so, ties. That's a that's a weird stat. That's a lot. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Um, but well, it seems go. like a good... Hey, this seems like a good game to go over 500 on the franchise history. Franchise right, going over 500? Come on. 
That would be pretty wild. So we are going into this with uh, with some high hopes, obviously. Um, the Chargers record against the Chiefs, however, is 57 to 64 uh, and one tie all time against the Chiefs. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. When I first saw the 467, 467, 11, I thought you meant that was against the Chiefs only. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, we played over 900 possible, games. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. This makes more sense. All right. Yeah. At all yeah, time. Waking all up. the total football yeah. games. Waking up. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Take two. Yep. Um, all right. And then uh, the the two quarterbacks, the two leaders of both teams, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, have faced each other twice. Uh, in the span of those games, Herbert has thrown for 592 yards passing. He is 48 of 71 for a 67% uh, completion rate, five passing touchdowns and one interception. Versus Mahomes, 562 passing yards. Uh, he is 54 of 91 for 59% completion percentage. Uh, five passing touchdowns as well, and two interceptions. So pretty, pretty identical numbers. Yeah, they're pretty neck and neck. He's pretty neck and neck. Twenty more times in their in their matchups, but you know, yeah. So that, that's <laughs> they're going to be battling each other for forever, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And when, when I looked at these the numbers, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's the, just keep let's knock that interception up to four. I think that'd be good to yeah. have after you know Friday morning. Four interceptions. That'd be mm-hmm. fantastic for Mahomes. Yeah, those two interceptions, those were both in this in the game earlier this season, right? I don't think we got any interceptions on that first yeah. interaction. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then I the think fir- it, the, yeah. And then the one interception for Herbert was his first start of all, you know, first oh, right. the rookie mistake. Rookie, rookie oh, mistake. Oh, he's oh, the rookie. He's gonna grow into it, guys. He's gonna oh, get better. Don't rookie. worry. Believe about it when it. I see it. Oh, I believe, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> believe it. Um, and then uh, today, Wednesday, on uh, Good Morning Football, Kevin Malone, aka Kevin from the office, apparently was on uh, Good Morning Football and had a great take. Uh, let's let's have a listen. Let's see what he had to say. You talk about their defense over the last ten point eight points over the last six weeks. Let let us remind ourselves they played the Raiders twice. They played the Packers with Jordan Love. They played the Giants, okay. right? Whereas, meanwhile, the Chargers have been putting up the last six games, 32 points mm-hmm. a game. They laid 30 on them in week three. I think uh, <laughs> uh, Herbert and Eckler, hopefully Eckler, I was not fully aware about his ankle. Hopefully he's fine. But they have just been so explosive. Uh, reminds me of another team in the NFC that has that powerful running game to go with a strong-armed quarterback <laughs> that can make any kind of throw. Uh, I like them to put. I like to the Chargers to put it on the Chiefs this week at home and become legitimate contenders. Brian, in the AFC. Brian. That's my bold Let's take. Go, Let's go. I think it's time to go watch The Office. I, I'm, I'm loving Kevin right now. Great name. Get this guy. Replace Dan Orlovsky. He had like a real take with <laughs> real, real facts. Yes. Legit. It sounds yeah. like he watched tape, tape, tape. Tape, tape, tape. Tape don't For lie. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. They watch tape. Um, yeah. What a what a great what a great uh, perspective and a reminder on uh, on how these guys are doing. Yeah. Chargers are Chargers are topping some of those stats right now as far as like Points we're putting up, yards, you know, passing yards and everything like that. So um it it's pretty cool to see. Hey, and then, Kevin got his got his um his media, his Herbert Chargers media finally. 
Well, there you go. He yeah, yeah and it came, it and it came from the came. office. Kevin, yeah. are you happy now? Finally. <laughs> yeah. It only took till Wednesday. Took an extra day, but uh, I'll, hey. I'll take it. We yeah. got there. Beggars can't be choosers. Oh, and another thing, Arlovsky, why we're on it. Oh. He made another tweet about oh, how all the comparisons. There's a digging a hole even deeper. There were a couple really big throws uh, that week as well. He's like, Herbert's isn't as good. You know, he's not better than these other throws. And like, aren't you a quarterback? Don't you yeah. understand what it's like to roll out and throw versus standing, getting a jump step and throwing it? Like, dude, you suck. Like, you legitimate, legitimately suck, Arlovsky. Yeah, he's just stuck in a. He's just stuck in a world right now. It's too. He's in too deep. He can't back out. Wow. He just got to go all yeah. in and hope. Pray to the heavens that somehow Joe Burrow turns into Tom Brady. He's just digging, dude. I think he's yeah. going to get to China. He's just, yeah. there's only one way to go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. Well, while Orlovsky's on his way to another country, uh, we have to talk about uh, yet another accolade to hand out. This popped up just this morning as we were getting ready. Um, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Guess who, Kev? Third time this year. Justin Herbert? More than any other player in the NFL. uh, Justin (laughs) Herbert, uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Congratulations, sir. Um, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Couldn't couldn't happen to a better kid. Um, Love them. And uh, we don't have, normally on these Thursday episodes, we have, uh, or Friday, I should say, normally on our Friday episodes, we we know who is the FedEx Air Player of the Week. We don't know that just quite yet because it's a little too early. So it's a reminder, folks, keep voting. He's up against stiff competition. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you know, two quarterbacks. That real have juggernauts. Been in this, yeah, they're real juggernauts. So uh, if we want any chance for Justin Herbert to win, you got to keep voting. Kevin squeezed in 80 votes while just while we were getting ready to record this podcast. I probably squeezed in another 50. So it's possible, folks. Take Her- a couple Herbert, minutes. Come on, man. Beat those old dicks. You got this. <laughs> Beat those old dicks. Uh, <laughs> let's move on over to Twitter. Uh, let's start it off with Fernando Ramirez, who tweeted out to Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi says that Trey Pipkins lined up at left tackle during practice. I think he will be ready to go. <laughs> All right. I've had a minute to think about this. I can't hate on. I'm going to I'm going to give two day period where I'm going to be fully behind Trey Pipkins and I'll say his name properly. Now I'm not going to say pumpkins. I'm not yeah, going to say our starting left tackle. We can't call him a pumpkin. He's, yeah. he's no longer Poopkins. He's Trey Pipkins. And I need him to be <laughs> the best he can be tomorrow. If that's, if he has to play. So we're all behind you. Totally redeem yourself and, and play a yes. average game, please. That's all we're looking for. Yes. Please. For the love of God, this is this is his opportunity to try to get some redemption. If he can hold his own this this Thursday against a very formidable team, then it, it's an opportunity for him to to get his full name back, Trey Pipkins. I can't believe how yeah. many nicknames we've come up for this guy. Pipkins is pretty funny. <laughs> Pipkins is a good one, but uh, yeah. not this week. Not these next couple of days. For no, for the time Pipkins. being, he is was, Pipkins, yeah. and we support you, buddy. I was also thinking about it, right? Last year, we had no O-line. And we went toe-to-toe with this same exact team. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's going to be harder. Yeah, our offense has to shift and adjust a little bit. But it, it, it's a, the, that's why we love football. It's the ultimate team game. It's Who not was our left tackle person. last year now? I'm having a hard time uh, thinking Sam of Tebby. Sam Tebby. Oh, Tebby, yeah. right, yeah. played a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it, it sucks. No one wants to see it. We all want Rashawn Slater out there. 
Um, but I think it gives us an opportunity to to see what the guy has going into. Are you going to get cut here in a couple weeks? Right. Yeah. Looking over at the injury report, it's kind of question marks right now because all the guys that are listed on there are limited in practice. Um, Kevin did the research. Uh, apparently, the first practice on Monday, everybody was just kind of guessing because there really wasn't a practice. But, you know, anybody that had some kind of injury needed to at least be on the list. And then Tuesday was just a walkthrough. So again, nobody really knows the full definition of limited. Right. Everybody got limited, which is good. I mean, at least there wasn't any did not practice on there. But um, again, we don't really know. You know, some of these guys might be practicing in full still. But seeing like names like Asante Samuel Jr. on there getting his limited reps in. um, If we can come out in this game with everybody else healthy but Rashawn Slater. God, there's a good is chance, this, man. There's still a good chance. chance. So, um, and the Chiefs are also dealing with their own COVID issues. Uh, defensive end Chris Jones was put on the COVID list Tuesday. And uh, per Nate Taylor, Andy Reid said Chris Jones is the NFL's is in the NFL's uh, COVID-19 protocol. And Legereus Sneed, uh, returning to Kansas City, will also not be practicing. He did not practice on their end. That's, that's, so huge yeah. if, if he Chris Jones is one of the better DNs in the league and mm-hmm. he hasn't had the most productive year but I think since uh, since they got Melvin Ingram over there he's been even better mm-hmm. so him not playing is kind of like the football gods being like all right leveling the playing field a little bit leveling yeah. the playing field because those two would have gone head to head a lot so oh, yeah. they they would have had some 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 reps so it's, it's uh it's, you know, eight pound. There's some hope. baby Jesus. Thank right. you. Yeah. Eight pound, seven pound baby Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. So um, hopefully yeah. he's okay. I don't want to make a light of it. Hopefully he's okay. Right. But, um. Yeah. There's looking like he probably won't play. Right. Yeah. And Josh Gordon as well. They, if you guys don't remember, right. Josh, yeah. they picked up Josh Gordon there right before the free agency kind of ended. And um, yeah, he's on the COVID list as well. He was just kind of starting to come into his own on the team. He scored last week. He scored a touchdown last week. Mm. Um, and now he likely will be shut down as well for the week. So um, they miss a. I know he's not their whole offense, but it is an element now that you don't have to Absolutely, necessarily prepare yeah. for. Yeah, and he, he wasn't on the he wasn't on the team when we played him last time. So that's just right. another wrinkle that we don't necessarily need or want to face. No, yeah. don't even have to consider it. Um, and then lastly, on Twitter, Field Yates tweeted out: uh, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen has been activated from the reserve COVID-19 list, putting him on track to play Thursday against the Chiefs. So, Hallelujah. Yeah, that obviously a big, big piece to get back on the offense. Uh, just give Herbert one more target and gives us an opportunity to to play again with a just about a completely healthy team outside of Rashawn Slater. We need to get Derwin. I want to hear good news about Derwin. Right. I want to hear good news about Asante Samuel. Those are the one, the two I really want to hear good news about in the yeah, next day. Absolutely. So them all getting limited reps in is is a step in the right direction. And if we can start to see some foals uh later today, that would be that would be a good sign. All right, gang. Well, over at Fansided, there is a podcast that you guys need to check out, especially if you're basketball fans. It is called Knuckleheads Podcast. Uh, NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, both of the hosts, uh, are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers 
to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no foul. Uh, the Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Join uh, the two hosts, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, both former NBA players, as they sit down with guests that include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So Knuckleheads podcast over at the Fanside Network, check it out. All right, well... As we've mentioned uh, since the beginning of this episode, the opponent this week, Thursday night against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are currently, not indefinitely, currently sitting at the top of the AFC West uh, with a 9-4 and four win-loss ratio. Chargers are just behind them with 8-5. and five. Um, Looking at the teams that the Chiefs have played this season, uh, they barely beat the Browns on their first uh, opening game. Um, and then lost to the Ravens again, barely. That was such a close game. Uh, but then Chargers came to town and Kansas City and that baby, bad baby, banked them and surprised the world <laughs> that we yeah. when we won. Gonna need a binding resolution. <laughs> um, let's see. Then they they definitely beat the Eagles. Uh, lost to the Bills. Uh, beat Washington pretty handedly. Uh, Titans killed them that was such a smash oh that was such a tasty game to watch and that, that was, was the so... last loss that was the last loss they had it was october 24th since wow. then they've gone on a six game tear wow yeah so but but like our boy kev said kev from the office <laughs> they barely beat the giants 2017 and look what we just did to the giants i think they I think, yeah barely beat the packers who didn't have aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. You, you heard the clip but i think there's something there yeah i think you look at like quality of wins right i think the last six games, they beat the teams they should beat, mm-hmm. which is a mark of a good team. You ha- like we did last game week against the Giants. You have to de- beat the teams you should beat. Mm-hmm. But their their schedule was very top heavy. Like it was loaded up in the front, and they they weren't able to get it done against those good teams, against the Ravens, against the Bills, against the Titans, against us. Um, they lucked out with the Packers not having Aaron Rodgers because they just couldn't score points. But the Chiefs only put up thirteen against a. Uh, a Packers team that that did not have Aaron Rodgers, so they didn't even possess the ball very much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so they, you got to look at too, also like the the points. Like the only reason, if you look at these Raider games, this is like the odd man outliers. Out. Yeah, this is because they scored forty eight and forty one against the Raiders. Because other than Gus that, they never that scored cup. more than twenty two. Gus stays in the one high safety against Patrick Mahomes, and it's a, it's impossible to stop the man. You can't do dumb, it. Dumb, 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 dumb. But every <laughs> other team you can see has kept them under thirty points. Um. Because they're they're trying to be more um, limit the big play and force them to to drive down the field. Mm-hmm. Now I am not looking at this saying that the Chiefs aren't good. The Chiefs are good. No, I'm they not won. saying that. I'm just yeah. pointing it out. But the, I don't think they're this unstoppable force that everyone is claiming them to be and putting them number one in the NFL power rankings. I don't I don't think that's this team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good, but they're not as good as they've been in the past. That doesn't mean they won't come in. And I think that's the hardest part about having the Chiefs in our division. Even if they sucked and we were really good, it's going to be a tight game. Mm-hmm. There's no way around yeah. it. Always. Anytime you play a divisional opponent, it's going to be close. So um, I just think they don't. I think we are that quality win that they need too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we need to beat them to take over the AFC West, the top of it. But they they need up. They need to beat us to 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 have a good W on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 
there's definitely something to be said for like the quality of wins and like how what they've done points wise. Um, but I think the thing with Charger fans is we've had so many years of oh shit, it's Chief Week. Ah, crap. You know what I mean? Especially since Mahomes has arrived. Like back in those Alex Alex Smith um years, it was still that we were back and forth with them. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as Mahomes showed up, up until recently when our boy showed up. It's always been in our minds as Charger fans, you circle a Kansas City game and it's like, yeah, we're probably going to lose that one. That's just been the mindset. And I think what Staley is helping us do is come to terms with that's not always might not be the case moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like we have a shot, legitimate shot every time we play this team to to win. And I, and I think we definitely definitely can win this game Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 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 short a couple pieces. Uh but yeah, and, the, and those are big pieces. It's like going into chess and you don't have your queen on the board. It's like, whoa, that was a big piece. What happened to my queen? Um, but uh, but if everybody else remains healthy, there's still a full team here that can uh, that can do some damage, and especially on defense. If we can get Derwin James healthy, if he's healthy out there, if Asante Samuel, Samuel is healthy out there, that's a solid defense that can really do some damage against Patrick Mahomes like we saw in week three. Like, I mean, our defense got, what, four turnovers, I think, against the Chiefs in week three? Like, that's massive. And I I couldn't recall the last time we had four turnovers in any game outside the Chiefs this, you know, prior to this season. So um, there's a lot of hope to be had for sure. Um, I'll take some more of those Rooks, Knights, and Bishops all day long. There you go, yeah. Just line them up. Take a Line queen out, throw some extra <laughs> players in there, throw a checkers piece yeah. in there. I don't care. Throw a, yeah, f- throw a Luke Jump Skywalker, around. you know, Jump action figure on there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, board game talk. Love maybe it. Maybe a new podcast, guys. Board game talk, <laughs> board game talk with the Charge Chat Podcast. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> um, all right, gang. Well, don't forget to go on over to chargechat.com. Check out some of the sweet merch that we've got over there. Um, Christmas is coming in hot and heavy. It is December 15th as of today. So if you did want to get something prior to Christmas, I'd recommend getting something ASAP. Um, and definitely check out the member section to chat it up with other Charger Chat members. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt History with Mike Maudlin. I'm excited to see what this is about. Let's find out. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history! What's up, Bolt Gang? Your boy Mike Modlin back with another installment of Bolt History. And today we're going to be talking about one of the Chargers legends from the 60s. This gentleman played for the Chargers from the 1964 season to the 1970 season. Uh, for the San Diego Chargers of the AFL and, of course, the NFL Chargers as well. Uh, He was born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on August 10th, 1942. And the gentleman we are talking about is Leslie Speedy Duncan. Unfortunately, we lost Leslie last week uh, on Friday, December 10th. Um, There's been no cause of death released yet, but uh, unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 79 last Friday. Um, So we're honoring him today here on Charger Chat. Uh, He was, as I said, born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and then ended up going to college at Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, And while Speedy was there, uh, the Chargers scouts came around to actually scout a player named Willie Richardson. So the Chargers scouts were at Jackson State scouting Willie Richardson. And at one point, Willie approached the Chargers scout, a guy named Al Locasell, uh, and told him, you should actually sign Speed Duncan. That dude can play ball, and you're going to regret it if you don't sign him. 
that guy can play. And Al came back the next day and signed Speedy to uh, an undrafted rookie free agent contract. Uh, he wasn't drafted to the AFL or the NFL, but did make it, make it to the Chargers in the AFL on an undrafted rookie free agent contract. Then once he got to the team, he didn't even make the first four strings. He was on the fifth string with one other guy. So basically, he really had no shot of making the team. The only reason that he made it as a starter was because his his de- defensive backs coach, who was at the time Chuck Knoll, for any of you older fans, remember Chuck Knoll is the legendary uh, head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chuck Knoll was his defensive backs coach at the time, recognized Speedy's talent, and started moving him up the roster when he could, when, when and where he could, um, when guys would get injured or cut, uh, that then Speedy would end up moving up. His first year, his rookie year with the Chargers, he didn't get into very many games. He only got into five games, including the preseason games, uh, before he got his jaw broken. Um, I wasn't able to find out through my research how he got his jaw broken. I'm assuming it was during a game, but no idea on that one. But he ended up getting his jaw wired shut, and he credits that to him making the team because they stashed him on the what they used to call what they, they used to call the practice squad, the taxi squad. So they put him on the taxi squad um, just to make sure that they could still have access to him, bring him up to the team. But again, he had a broken jaw and it was wired shut. Uh, and he credits that to him staying on the team and not getting cut. As he was healing up, he began to practice more and more, and he, uh, at one point, his legendary attention to detail um, includes, uh, like, he used to go and catch 70 punts a day as practice um, to become a better kick and punt returner. Um, And that's what most people remember Speedy for, is the kick and punt returns, but he was also a, a very, very good cornerback. The season that the Miami Dolphins expansion came about, um, the starting right cornerback for the Chargers got drafted into the expansion draft for the Miami Dolphins. So that guy was gone, and now they had a, a gaping hole at right cornerback. So they moved Speedy into the right cornerback position, and he really, really uh, he flourished in that position. So he started playing uh, starting right cornerback. The way you could describe Speedy for those people who are maybe younger, uh, if you remember Devin Hester, he was kind of the 1960s Devin Hester. Uh he ended up having 24 interceptions during his career. Three of those were returned for touchdowns. In 1967, he had an NFL record at the time, a 100-yard touchdown interception return against the Chiefs. In his second season, he became a full-time starter, and he quickly won over Chargers fans and his his teammates alike with his uh, with his kick and punt returns. He was obviously called speedy for a reason. He was very, very quick and very shifty. Um, he ended up becoming a household name. Even the, the Kansas City Chiefs fans um, knew who he was. It, it came to the point where kickers and punters would avoid kicking to him because he would just take it to the house. Uh, and it got it got to the point where it, Speedy had an attitude of, if you were going to kick it to me, you are going to pay for it. Um, and that was kind of his attitude going into things. Some of the stats that Speedy put up during his uh, his career – He led the AFL in yards per punt return in 1965 and 1966. He ended up with 5,394 return yards for the Chargers. Uh, He had seven interceptions in the 1966 season. He had 21 interceptions in 77 games as a Charger. He scored eight touchdowns in eight seasons as a cornerback. uh, Sorry, as a cornerback and kick returner. He had four punt returns for a touchdown. He had two interceptions for a touchdown. He had a fumble recovery for a touchdown and he had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. 
He was an AFL All-Star in 1965, 1966, and 67, and ended up making the Pro Bowl with us in, as an, in the NFL as well, uh, and then also made the Pro Bowl with the Washington Redskins, whom he played for for four years after he left the Chargers. Um, he was also a member of the 40th and 50th anniversary teams for the Chargers. He is in the Chargers Ring of Honor. If you remember that from Qualcomm and you ever looked up and you remember seeing St uh, Speedy Duncan's name in the Ring of Honor at Qualcomm. And he is also a member of the Chargers Hall of Fame. One of the coolest things, though, about Leslie Speedy Duncan is that his real middle name is Herbert. And that's it for today's Bolt History. Rest in peace, Speedy Duncan. Uh, I never really got to see you play in person. I, I wish I would have. Uh, but he ended up leaving the Chargers the year I was born, so I never got to see him in a Charger uniform. Um, but there are lots of great clips out there on YouTube. If you do want to see some of his return and touchdowns, any of his highlights, he was basically a human highlight reel before there were highlight packages. Um, that's how Dean Spanos had described him. So again, if you want to see more about Speedy Duncan, go check out YouTube. There's some clips of his highlights out there. Uh, but rest in peace, Speedy. Uh, we will miss you. Okay, love you. Bye. Wow, Mike. That is it's a good one. That is such good information because anybody that keeps in touch with uh, Charger social media er, occasionally, sadly, we we see the you know the rest in peace that you know we sadly lost this player from somebody that played way the hay back right. in the day. And prior you just to don't have much being info born. about him, yeah. right? And yeah. you're just like, well, you know, I'm obviously sad to lose any Charger, but I don't know who this guy is. I don't yeah. know what he brought to the team. So, Mike, for you to take the time and research these guys and give us information. What a hell of a career. Like, yeah, holy cow. Yeah, like the, crazy. The, the numbers this guy put up is insane. Um, and I, and Mike, I think he kind of leaned into my, my ask as far as what topics you should talk about for him to be an undrafted free agent and come yeah. in and put up some pretty solid numbers. I love to hear it, man. What, yeah. what great success for the chargers. Agents. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can we all petition to get, Pro Bowl change to the All Star game. Yeah, when we cooler. referred to him as an All Star, it's so much cooler. It's so much better. So much better. Yeah. Than Pro, pro Bowl. Pro bowl. It sounds like it sounds like, like a bowling? doofus that wears glasses while you're bowling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a Pro Bowler. I'm, pro, yeah. pro, I'm a two time Pro Bowler. <laughs> Strike. Um, yeah, Speedy Duncan, rest in peace, buddy. Mike Modlin is here to keep your to keep your story alive, and that is awesome. So hopefully, you guys. If you if you haven't go back and listen to some of the other previous bold histories, Mike Modlin really does take take the time to dig in and really just pull out the gems of of Chargers history past. So, thank you, Mike, for for taking a look at uh, the life and history of Speedy Duncan. And pew, 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 oh, right, yeah, breaking news. Pew. Breaking news. So while we were recording this, a tweet came out from Ian Rapapore, Rapapore <laughs> from Rap Sheet. Um, he says, and this is this is wild. Okay, this is a wild, <laughs> wild tweet. Interesting day ahead. The NFL and NFLPA continue to have discussions about the potential changes to the COVID nineteen protocols. Consulting. Uh, with medical experts as well, in the words of John Mara, it seems like it's never going away. Should be some news today. So, so what do you think that means? Vaccinated, no symptoms. You're playing. Slater's you think that's what it is? Do you think that? I think there's something about this. Yeah, like that. That is very specifically. This comes out immediately following like Baker Mayfield and all these other players 
you know, oh, Baker's on the most list of the Browns I are. I don't know, fucked. dude. I don't. I do not see that being the case. I, I think you test positive, you're out. I don't think they're changing that. They don't want everyone to get it. If you're going to be, you're going to become that that organization that's going city to city, taking COVID around knowingly <laughs> and just infecting everyone. Like that's never going to be the case. I think. What do you think it is the, then? That's the only just, thing they could do is expand thing to expand the rosters a little bit. That's like the only thing I can think of them allowing as as something to to fight it because now the Browns are down nine players this week. And wow. they're playing they're playing the Raiders, who now the Raiders get a little layup to think they're still in this thing. But it's like you, you lose nine players, you don't even have that many sitting around to be able to fill in. Mm, so no. I think the only thing you do is expand the rosters a little bit or look at the idea of postponing games and pushing back to Tuesdays, something, something along those lines. But there's no way they're just going to allow positive tests to go play. Um, well, I just don't and it's a good it. it's a good point too because it, it, this isn't go- this is basically the new flu essentially like it's not going anywhere right so yeah. you probably come up with a plan and put it in place it, to where it, doesn't it make you think like I know COVID is is very contagious um, but doesn't it make you think like how many games these guys probably used to play with the flu or with a cold or with something that never ruled them out but you don't even know yeah. what they're going what they're what they're playing through now we know if they have covid in seconds cuz it's on yeah. all they're ineligible and testing and everywhere. tracking and everything yeah. right yeah no for well, sure it's interesting i just saw that while we were watching bolt history it came up and i was like what the hell does this mean yeah something something to keep an eye on obviously these last season and this season have been just inflicted with uh covid issues whether it's players uh, sitting out, uh, I mean, players just completely sitting out all season last year. Uh, and this year players having to sit out, you know, or just because they sat next to somebody that had COVID. So, um, it'll be, it will be interesting to see everybody keep an eye on it. Um, but we are now going into the Kansas city game this Thursday. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I'm excited as shit. I cannot wait. Pig and shit. Ready to rock. Let's I'm roll. excited as shit. <laughs> shit. Let's fucking roll around in some mud and have a good time. All right. Well, it is a home game. Uh, Kyle, the coach, Duggan, will be there. So everybody keep an eye out for him uh, as well as Craig. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing plenty of other people that are going to be roaming around this Thursday. So be sure to hit up Thunder Alley. Say hey to everybody. Uh, take care of each other. Root for the team, root for Pipkins, guys. I know it's tough. I know it's against every, you know, moral in your body, but come on. He's our We're guy. Charger fans. Possibly. This is our guy. Let's root for him. Let's let's get a freaking win, okay? Come um, on, Pipkins. And then All when right. the and then when the Raiders sign him next offseason, then we can root against them. <laughs> yeah, because they will. They sure as hell will. They'll put him on the defensive side too. I'm sure yeah, Gus Bradley yeah. will find a spot for him, but um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you ever catch yourself wondering whatever happened to drive in movie theaters? Well, wonder no more, my friend, because this Thursday is the opening of California's newest drive in movie theater, Pipkins Drive In. What's that? You say you've only heard bad things. Well, tell you what, Johnny. Come on down this Thursday and try it for yourself. We guarantee you'll like it or your money back. Pipkins Drive It. We really hope it's good.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.